0: hello and welcome to the business of being awesome the podcast for the practical daydreamers who believe in finding meaning in their work this episode it's just me erica lily's here in spirit and we're here to be your real talking cheerleaders along for the ride with you on finding the courage to do what you love and love what you do with your work in your life so hey there bazoba ballers and thanks so much for tuning in to our summer special at the time of recording lily and i have survived our first few months in the real world she's working at soundcloud new york which is really meta since that's where we publish this podcast and I'm product managing at Wayfair here in Boston. Uh, it's been a summer of transition for the both of us, and things are far from settled, at least for me. But Lily and I always find our way back to each other. She's been to Boston a few times, I've been in New York, and we most recently reconnected with Kate, who was featured in our first season's episode on networking, helped us with biz dev for the show in season two, and got married last weekend in Minneapolis. Congrats, Kate and Joe. Anyway, earlier in this summer of transition, I had the pleasure of meeting today's guest, Jillian Morris, the founder and CEO of the travel app HitList. We were introduced through a mutual friend back, and I was hired to write a business school case study about her company. Throughout the writing gig, I learned Jillian's whole story, thought it was awesome, and asked her to come on this podcast for a summer special to share it. It's very much a pull yourself up by your bootstrap story, and if you've ever doubted your ability to make a career transition, I hope her story will inspire you. She was a rower in medieval studies, major in college, worked as a freelance journalist throughout East and Central Asia after graduation, then worked as a consultant in Turkey, and finally landed in tech as an entrepreneur in New York and San Francisco. Um, You'll hear more about it in this interview, so let's get to it. All right. Um, Today, the business of being awesome is proud to introduce Jillian Morris, the founder and CEO of HitList. Jillian, welcome.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Glad that you're here. First off, as we typically do on this podcast, we like to kick it off with a moment of awesome from each of our lives. So if you would like to share with our lovely listeners something that happened to you this week, month, whenever that was a really awesome moment for you.
1: I mean, just this past week, I was at a family reunion in Port Townsend, which is north of Seattle. Um, And I don't really take vacations. And I was a I was a little worried about being out of touch and falling behind on work and all that. But I, um, I went up and I used the Swarm app. It spun out of Foursquare where you check in where you've been.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I opened up Swarm and I realized that Jeff Jackson, who's this investor that I've met once and I barely know, has checked in in port townsend and i thought about emailing him but i was kind of hesitant because i'm like oh he's probably on vacation i shouldn't disturb him he's kind of a big deal he's like one of the godfathers of the industry he was at american airlines from like the early 80s and you know the one previous time i would met him it was so awesome i love nerding out about the history and learning how this industry got set up um but anyway i was like oh i probably shouldn't reach out But then he emailed me, and he's Hmm. like, this is so weird. I see you're in Port Townsend. And we ended up getting together and having a long talk, and it was incredibly awesome. So this family reunion where I thought I was going to be, like, stuck on a hill with no internet access, I ended up getting to meet, you know, sort of one of my, um, you know, role models or people that I really look up to in the industry and and forge, you know, a deeper connection there. So it was a very unexpected moment of awesome.
0: That's a great story. And... I think it's pretty funny how you began by saying, I don't usually take vacation, even though your entire startup is about helping people get on vacation more. (laughs) (laughs) It's true.
1: I mean, I've been lucky enough to live abroad and travel a lot in my life, and I kind of feel like now it's my turn to, you know, help other people along that journey. And yeah, I don't really do much of it myself anymore.
0: And I mean, that's saying something. I know a little bit of your story. But before I guess we dive in on that, can you give a brief overview over like what is HitList, why everyone should be knowing about it, using it, talking about it and what makes it special?
1: Absolutely. So HitList is an app where you can list trips you want to take and we alert you when there are cheap flights to get there. Uh, It's on iOS now. We have about half a million users and growing quickly. It's different from what's out there right now in the sense, you know, if you go to Kayak or Expedia or whatever your flight search engine of choice is, you always have to put in exact dates and destinations and say, you know, maybe you're thinking, I just want to go somewhere warm for a weekend or I want to go over to Europe this summer. And you have to put in, you know, all of the possible options and search and it doesn't really make sense to me. I think you should be able to um, say just your criteria, however specific or loose they are. And we can bring you the best deals and we can help you save, you know, 40, 50 percent easily. Um, we've seen trips to Europe at the peak of summer season for like 500, 600 bucks from New York and Boston. And that's kind of crazy. And you probably wouldn't be able to find those on your own. So um, we're going through over 50 million flights worth of data a day and making it easier to find. And we help you discover maybe some places that are a little bit more off the beaten track that you might not have considered originally and help figure out you know how long it would take you to get there and any friends who have been there and some basic city guides and advice. So it's a more immersive experience as well.
0: Yeah, and going back to what you said before about the investor and Swarm, I think that some of my picks on my hit list when I've seen other people I know places I want to go and people who've been there who are friends of mine it's been really cool to be like oh I can ask a friend for advice on what they did here for a destination I otherwise never would have thought about going to so yeah perfect yeah speaking of like travel and journeys I know that hit list is still like you started it in 2013, more or less. Can you dial back a little bit further to what nurtured the love of travel and how you got to the point of founding Hitlist and what you're up to now?
1: I mean, depending on how far back you want to go, there's uh, there are a few different stories. My travel bug came relatively early. I was in a choir growing up that was pretty good and went on tour um, I was basically a big nerd and I, uh, I wanted to go to band camp and go on this choir tour <laughs> and my parents were like uh, yeah we're only paying for one of those and so I had to figure out a way to make some money and then even when I did make enough money where I could actually pay to go on this choir tour in England myself I was 14 years old and then my parents were like okay well you also have to plan it and figure out how you're getting there and um, when you're 14 that's kind of traumatic and so I remember sitting at the computer crying looking at Expedia and trying to figure out how to book a ticket and then of course I did figure it out because it's not actually that complicated and then I got there and I was supposed to meet up with the choir I remember just thinking I was like "Ooh, wait I got here myself I funded it myself this is really cool I don't have to go and meet the choir now I just want to go exploring (laughs) and so I went AWOL for a little bit uh and this was pre cell phones and all that. So no one really knew where I was and they were just assumed I'd gotten delayed and travel somewhere, but I sort of went off exploring and then I got bored after like six hours and I went and met up with the group, but I, it just ignited this huge sort of passion and also figuring out at that young an age that I could do that was very inspiring, I think, and gave me the appetite for taking those risks and getting out there a little bit more. So that's a story from my obscure childhood that I think you can trace a lot of this back to.
0: Yeah that's a good one and one that even though I've talked to you a few times, uh, one I hadn't heard before, but
1: <laughs> yeah um, no, I, I think I've been extremely lucky to have had the opportunity to to take these kinds of risks, but you know, there's also a lot to the saying you know you make your own luck. i've I've sought out a lot of experiences and journeys and I've always been rewarded for it so. Um, I haven't ever had a really bad thing happen to me when I'm traveling, or kind of in retrospect, maybe that's also my own revisionist history, because I've I've gotten food poisoning, I've gotten my wallet stolen and various things like this, but I've I've broken my ankle and been taken to a hospital in a sketchy area of Budapest where they were playing porn in the waiting room. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's just funny to me rather than uh, off-putting, but anyway...
0: Uh, I guess something else is getting rehabilitated in body and spirit. Uh. (laughs) You could say that. Yeah, we'll go with that. So aside from the choir trip, fast forward maybe to college and share what led you to continue your interest in travel and booking and go from the roadless travel to helping other people travel roads, I guess. Oh, God.
1: I like what you did there. (laughs) Uh, So in terms of I graduated from college at the height of the financial crisis, 2009, And I was not sure what I wanted to do, which I think is a common thing when people graduate from college. I had some money saved up. I didn't have much. And of course, I had loans and things like this. But I knew I had a little grace period. And I ended up teaching English in China. So I did that for a couple months, Uh, learned that teaching is incredibly difficult, and I was not really good at it left that became a freelance journalist working around china mongolia russia i don't know if you've heard this is a newsflash journalism doesn't really pay well um, (laughs) so i was a little worried about making enough money um ended up briefly working for cnn in istanbul and just deciding to settle in istanbul and see if i could find more gainful employment i gave myself a I arrived in September, and I gave myself till Thanksgiving. I said, if that doesn't work out, I'll move back to my parents' couch and find a job, the conventional route. But I ended up uh, working for a consultancy. I got recruited out of CNN, and it was called Oxford Business Group. It does macroeconomic reporting throughout the Middle East and Asia and Latin America. And I didn't really know what that meant, but I got started, and I found that I was pretty good at it and I loved doing the research and figuring out what was going on with uh, major economic developments in sort of emerging markets. So my specialty ended up being transport and energy. So Mm. um, big infrastructure developments, big airport developments. And so I started learning about the IT, the backbone of the airline industry, and I became totally fascinated by it and started to figure out, you know, why does this system work the way it does? Eventually got to the point where I felt like I had a lot of information and I needed to start actually building things, and so began learning how to code and did hackathons and um, worked on a few different ideas before ending up working on Hitlist. I don't want to get too off into the cloud, so I'll just stop there.
0: Maybe. Yeah, no, that totally works. And I guess so. What you do now, like you're the C- you're the CEO and founder. You've been in it for three years at this point. um, What's one thing that you particularly love about it or something that stands out?
1: I mean, every day I wake up and figure out what I'm going to do and I have a bit of structure to my days, but um, every day I get better at doing that, at being more effective. You have to be incredibly self-critical and you have to keep on evaluating, but I see myself and I, I see myself improving and I see myself getting better at figuring out what products work, figuring out what tools are necessary, figuring out who to work with, building up a network of people that I am so excited to work with and around the rest of my life. You know, I don't know I don't know what I'm going to be doing in 10 years exactly, but I think I am going to be much better at it. And I don't think anything really accelerates you like, having to um call
0: the shots yeah for something like travel where I guess the stakes are pretty high it's a really competitive industry so um like all the growth that you wouldn't otherwise experience it sounds like it's even more fast fast paced it's um it
1: it is a huge industry a lot of people don't realize that that travel is like 20 percent 27 percent of all e-commerce um, so all dollars spent online, like one in $4 get spent on travel. Oh, um, wow. Priceline.com or Priceline group, which includes kayak and booking.com and a bunch of other things is the third largest e-commerce company in the world after Amazon and Alibaba. Like wow. this is a huge industry and there's 6 billion flights a year, um, that are 6, 6 billion passengers a year. Um, that are flying around. And then, you know, you get into all the cargo and freight forwarding. It's, it's a really, really fascinating space.
0: Yeah. When you look back on Hit lists so far, or even think about like, what is, you know, coming up in the pipeline, if you could maybe zoom in on an inflection point or a time or an experience that forced you to reflect on who you were and like what you were doing, maybe all hope seems lost, but you push on through.
1: Yeah. I mean, one thing I know I've told you about is we, we had a pretty horrendous uh, fundraising experience last year. Uh, we were able to, so timeline of HitList, released the product in uh, November 2013. The first version of the product got some great initial traction. I was able to raise 500k from some amazing angel investors, so founder Jeff Blue, chairman of Orbitz. Um, and so I went out to raise in 2015 and quickly had an investor sign on who wanted to lead the round and then kind of went back and forth. And then he sort of, when we admitted that we were really close to out of money and really needed the funding, um, he said that he wanted to change the valuation. So um, we'd been raising at a $7 million valuation. He said he'd only put the money in if we changed it to $4 million. And so, I mean, it's nearly half. And that was just devastating because we, we were going to be giving away a really significant chunk of the company at that valuation. And it also felt very disingenuous and unfair from the investor's perspective to say, you know, um, from all of the information I have about your company and your trajectory and everything, I'm willing to value it at $7 million. And then like, oh, wait, I find out that you're over a barrel and I can kind of make my own terms. Now I'm mm. just going to change the valuation. Frankly, I didn't talk to enough people. I should have reached out more proactively to some investors, to some other people who might have been able to pressure this investor. I should have you know, figured out if I could find another lead from within, within my own group. But I was also ashamed that I'd made this mistake in getting us into this predicament. And I I've thought that I had to figure it out on my own. Mm. Um, and I ended up walking away from the deal, but that meant that we had to fire a bunch of people and it meant that we didn't, you know, this product roadmap and ambitious expansion plans and growth, we had to just basically throw it all away and figure out how to make money so we could survive. And it was a huge setback and it was really, it was really devastating. And I, Still, I'll always wonder what it might have been like if we'd taken the money and if we'd been able to grow. Um, and you know, walking away I had a lot of no- knock-on effects that I didn't necessarily expect. It also led to a, um, you know, parting ways with one of my business partners. And at the end of the day, we're good, mm-hmm. and I'm very excited about where we're going still. And we maintained ownership, and we learned. A really hard lesson early on, which I think is good. I don't think a lot of entrepreneurs will will tell that story because you're supposed to be awesome at everything and do everything right. But we made some big mistakes. And um, I think we have I, I want to encourage more entrepreneurs to tell stories like this, because I think since I've you know a little bit more public about this and told a few friends about it they're like oh my god the exact same thing happened to me this happens all the time and uh you just don't really think it's going to happen to you
0: yeah and i think you bring up a really important point that the stories of failure in startup land definitely don't surface as much as the unicorn stories and
1: yep trust me there's there's a whole other podcast and or story to go into on the culture of fake it till you make it and weird delusions of grandeur and all sorts of stuff that happens in the valley but that's a story
0: for another day do you watch Silicon Valley because
1: oh I love it I love Silicon Valley and I also love that it's making it more obvious to a lot of people you know the sort of Di- the difficulties that happen as well. Um, yeah, um, because otherwise I think you know it's a bit of a stereotype to see y- you have all these MBAs who used to go into banking or consulting being like, oh, I'm gonna found my own company and, and money raining down on me.
0: Um, and yeah. do a yeah. good
1: job of showing the um, you know the crappy bunk bed that you end up sleeping in. I have lived in all sorts of strange places. Um, including my office for large periods of time, Um, you know, sleeping in a conference room and sneaking out at 6.30 a.m. to go to the gym so no one would catch me. And, uh, you know, it's uh, a, those are stories I'll tell more someday when, (laughs) when I'm sure that they're not going to happen again. (laughs)
0: Um, So I guess, aside from apparently watching Silicon Valley, I'm going to guess that taking trips is not necessarily what keeps you sane. So what does
1: um what keeps me sane is sleep you know unsurprisingly like pretty much every entrepreneur I know um it's very tempting to just keep on going keep on going and especially I used to be if I was on a good track I would just stay up all night Mm -hmm. and recover some other time I don't bring my cell phone into my bedroom anymore Mm -hmm. I um I leave it in another room charging Um, And so that also keeps me from, you know, waking up and spending an hour reading things on my cell phone in bed. You know, I have to get up so I can check my messages and get on with my day. And that's made a really big shift for me.
0: Yeah, that is that's definitely important. I've
1: Yeah, I mean, I think basically every waking hour, I am pretty much connected. But there's a difference between You know, I'm passively on my phone, in bed, kind of groggy, going through things, and I just end up scanning Twitter for 30 minutes or something like this and going down a click hole um, versus, you know, I'm up and I can, if I have an email that I need to respond to, I do in real time. It just helps me be more efficient with that time.
0: Yeah. So I guess with all of the exciting things that have already happened, um, what is next for you?
1: We are working on, you know, refining our business model well and growing, and uh, in particular, figuring out more, you know, what we need to do on the marketing side of things. Um, with Hitlist, I think we've built a product I'm extremely proud of, and everyone likes to say, if you build it, they will come, but mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is, even the absolute best companies out there spent lots of money and time and effort on telling their story and getting uh, their users engaged and turning their users into evangelists. And I think that's something that we need to get better at. And I'm, you know, diving in and learning from some of the best and experimenting. And this summer, we'll have a few interesting growth experiments that will
0: go out and we'll see how they fare. Yeah, I'd say so far, my favorite growth experiment for HitList is is that, that Wander tab whenever I open Google Chrome. And I don't think you've yeah. mentioned—I don't think you've mentioned it so far. So I'd love you to take a second to explain what it is.
1: Sure. So WanderTab is a Chrome extension. You can download it. Uh, just Google it, um, and it's—it's it's also linked from our homepage. And every time you open a new tab, it shows you a beautiful picture and how much it costs to get there, and it's just so inspiring and fun and gives you a nice little sense of zen and mm. some people say it gives them horrible FOMO but <laughs> I, you know I think there's a there's a fine line to tread and it's certainly nicer than the standard open a new tab and see your google search or something like this um so yeah that came out of a an hackathon and it was a fun uh, um, fun experiment that we've seen grow to at this point we have, you know, over like 10,000 daily active users, which is kind of crazy.
0: And I mean, if that's the precedent you're setting, then I'm really excited to see what comes next on the experiments and (laughs) it'll be good, especially with all the summer travel and opportunities ahead. Um, Yeah. So moving into the power segment, uh, we usually ask two questions. Um, One, would be what is your business superpower and two what is your power song or the song that exit song song that makes you feel ready to take on the world Um, take it as you like
1: all right so business superpower I think one thing that I am better at than a lot of entrepreneurs that I come across is communication and staying in touch with people I send a monthly update email and it just helps me stay accountable at this point it goes to our sort of inner circle friends and family slash anyone i've talked about hit list with in any depth it's definitely more personal than something that you we would just broadcast to everyone and um people have said that it really helps them keep engaged and i was i was at this event two nights ago and i ran into this person i hadn't seen in two years who's an investor at a big VC fund. And she said, Oh yeah, I read your updates religiously. And I was like, really? I just, (laughs) I'm actually really surprised and pleasantly so that she's, she's kept up to date and it's, she's like, yeah, it's made me really engaged with the company. And I, I want to, um, you know, I want to know when you're raising your next round. And so that's something that, um, I think has been useful. And I also try to, I invest a lot of time in building a network and and keeping in touch with people. Uh, And I have certain systems about that that help me do that, which I have always planned to write in a blog post, maybe will someday. Uh, And then power song. I, like I said, I'm kind of a music nerd and I really like classical music. So I kind of got into Brahms last year and Brahms Fourth Symphony is really beautiful and Goes through all sorts of like emotional roller coaster from kind of low key to really pump up inspiring stuff. So, Brahms Symphony number no. four, that would be my power song.
0: And that sounds also like a good metaphor for the journey of starting something.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so before we go, um, any last words of advice to people listening? And of course, definitely feel free to close it out with the how to find hit list, download it, call to action, what have you.
1: Uh, You totally called me out. I was just. (laughs) Well, so, and this advice might sound a little self serving, but I don't, I I really mean it sincerely. I think people seize the opportunity to travel whenever you can. I think it um, opens up your mind to new perspectives. There's a lot of research that. It helps inspire creativity and longevity, and helps you have a better sex life, and like whatever, you, right? <laughs> like whatever is important to you, there are probably some things that um, that travel will impact, and so you can find Hitlist by going to the App Store and searching. We will be the first result that comes up for Hitlist. Um, you can find us at Hitlistapp.com. And if you're on Android, we don't have a a full mobile service, but there is, uh, if you're on Android or don't have a smartphone, um, you can go to hitlistapp.com slash flights, and you'll find a pretty basic, um, you'll find the deal sorting thing there, you can't set up alerts, but we're hoping to develop that more in coming days, so if this podcast is around for a while, maybe hitlistapp.com slash flights will be a really great place to go, so HitList and WanderTab, the Chrome extension that you mentioned.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks so much again for coming on the show, Jillian, and uh, stay in the business of being awesome.
1: Thank you so much, Erica. Awesome to be here.
0: And that was Jillian Morris, CEO and founder of HitList. And before you go, some bazoba bullets as we do. Number one, everyone experiences turbulence on the journey to finding and doing meaningful work. My favorite part from this interview was getting to talk to Jillian about Silicon Valley and how shows like this and people like Jillian are changing this rosy narrative around startups and starting to talk more about how hard it is to start something and how real frequent and whatnot failure is in the space. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. Number two, seize the opportunity to travel as Jillian says, because it'll make you a happier, healthier, and more creative person. Most people I know and myself included wish they could travel more. And it's a pretty good time to be alive when apps like Hitlist and services like Zipcar and all these things make it possible. And travel is definitely worth making the time for. Number three, uh, this one isn't original, but if you ask me, J.R.R. Tolkien had it right, that not all who wander are lost. So if you haven't found what you're looking for in your work and your life, it doesn't mean that you're lost. You're on the road, keep wandering, walking, and keep the faith. We're just away from Labor Day weekend as this comes out. So we hope you're off to travel somewhere wonderful. And if not, you can download Hitlist on iOS or go to hitlist.com backslash flights to start planning your next adventure. Uh, but until then, uh, have a wonderful holiday weekend. We hope you enjoyed your summer and stay in the business of being awesome. Hashtag BizObo. Or go to hitlist.com backslash flights to start planning your next adventure.